the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Are you ready for the Word? Praise Him. This is Pastor Pearson of Word of Faith Christian Center here in sunny San Antonio, Texas. Bible-believing, Bible-teaching church where Jesus Christ is Lord and you'll never be bored. I want to welcome all of you back to our radio broadcast and I pray it's being a blessing to you and yours. So sit back and relax as I bring a message from the Word of God just for you. But please, please, please have an ear to hear what the Lord is about to say. Because if you do, I guarantee that you'll be blessed today. So, without further ado, let me bring today's message to you. We're sharing a powerful message with you that I pray will be a blessing to you. It's called Rightfully Ours. The Bible that God our Father wrote to me and you tells us about all kinds of things that our Father has made available to me and you and is willing to do for me and you. Things that He thought important enough for us to have that He sent Jesus Christ to bleed and die so that we can have them. Since God wants us to have them so much, that he sent Jesus Christ to bleed and die for us to have them, then we need to do what we need to do to actually achieve and receive all the things that he's made available to me and you. Since God's word tells us that they're rightfully ours, then it's only right that we receive and achieve each and everything that Jesus Christ bled and died to be ours. So without further ado, let me share today's message with you. It's called Rightfully Ours. But before I do, I got a question to ask you. Are you ready for the word? Because ready or not, here it comes. As always, if you got a Bible, which I invite you to turn to John chapter 10. Come on, let's dive back into this awesome word that God has given me to give to you so that we can be able to benefit from it and step into the fullness of what he has in store for me and you. We're going to continue in the teaching that we started just a little while back. It's called Rightfully Ours. Rightfully Ours. Because there are various things that God has made available for me and you that are rightfully ours. They're rightfully ours. It's nothing that we got God to do. It's nothing that we begged up God to do. This is something that he provided for me and you and made it available to me and you and made it rightfully ours in such a way that we have a valid right to it. We have a just claim to it. It is property or a position that is legitimately ours. So this thing that I'm going to talk to you about today is legitimately yours. You got a right claim on it. Is anybody hearing me up ahead? It's yours. Look at your neighbor and say, I don't know about you. But I'm going to know it's mine after today. And I'm going to do something about it too. Hey man, look at your neighbor on the other side say, hey, I don't know what you're going to do. But I'm going to do what I'm supposed to do when I find out what he's going to say to me today. How about you? Amen. Amen. Look at somebody else on the other side or behind you and do like this. Say, you know, you know, you know. Praise God, you know. Because <laughs> we about to know something. Something that we take for granted. Something that we play off like it really ain't about nothing. That's why it's nothing in the middle of our lives. But not after you get to be reminded of how this is rightfully yours. You're going to get ready to step into it in your life. We're going to read the foundational text first, do a brief review. Then we move forward into the day stuff, which I'm telling you. It's going to bless you if you got a half a ear to hear what I'm going to say to you today. John chapter 10, starting with verse 10. 
Let's make it verse 9. Start with verse 9. Let us read this what Jesus said. You know, he ain't ever lied about nothing. He says, I am the door by me. If any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture, which means that we just don't get saved through Jesus Christ. We have the privilege to be able to go in and out and find pasture, a, a nice place to stay, a nice place to live. We, we, all that it is that the pasture has to give, all the fertile pr- things for me and you. Was we can be comfortable. We can be able to live in peace and we can be able to enjoy all the things that that pasture has in store for me and you. Because, you know, Jesus is the good shepherd. Hallelujah. He is our shepherd and she, we shall not want. We got a shepherd like Jesus. He, he keeps taking us to areas where we do not want in life. Praise God. Where everything is good in life. Praise God. Hallelujah. Verse 10. But, I put the word but in. The thief cometh not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. Which means there's somebody that's trying to block you, stop you from stepping into all these wonderful pastures that God has in store for you. There's somebody that's trying to stay you from receiving the things that God has for you. And make sure that you never step into those green pastures that God's got waiting on you. But here comes the good part. Jesus said, I am come. That they might have it life and that they might have it more abundantly. Jesus showed up in order to make sure that all those things that God has available for me and you can be received by me and you, lived out by me and you, and enjoyed by me and you. That's what he wants to do for me and you. He said, I came that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. Of course, that word life is the Greek word zoe, which is Z-O-E with a little snake bite over the top. Praise God. Well, the devil tries to bite that life to make sure you don't have that life, but yet he, we just shake him off and get him up off of our life. Praise God. And go ahead, step into the fullness of all that life that God has in store for you. It's the God kind of life. That's the one that Adam had before he fell. That's the God kind of life. That's what Jesus had every day that he walked upon this earth. And that's the kind that he wants us to be able to have it and enjoy too as we move forward, living this thing out as his representatives, as his children, living like we ought to do. The Amplified Version says that I came that they might, that they may have and enjoy life and have it in abundance to the full till it overflows. To the full till it overflows. But notice he said, I came that you might have life. Might means that there's an opportunity presented to you. It's a choice that has to be made by you. And one of the things I love about the Lord is that when he gives an opportunity to you, he just don't give an opportunity to you. He gives you everything necessary to be able to make sure it happens for you. He he puts at your disposal everything necessary for it to be happening. Everybody say, everything. I say everything. I say everything. Everything necessary for it to be able to happen, he gives it to you. So that there's no reason in the world for you to not have it other than the fact that you just don't do what he said do. That you just don't step into this thing that he has in store for you. Look at your neighbor and say, it ain't going to be me. And I hope it ain't going to be you. Amen. Because we found out already that God says that the promises of God are already yea and amen in Christ. He's already said yea to him. Emphatically, he said yes. Surely, truthfully, he's saying that it's to me and you. And he said amen to everything that he already wants to give to me and you. And he said that firmly too because the word amen here means firm trustworthy, whereas you can trust what God said to you because it's worthy of the trust because what God said is true. He got exceeding great and precious promises already prepared for you. All you have to do is receive the things that he asked for you. And how does that happen? As are you cooperating with him and, and putting to use everything that he has in store for you. If you'd be so kind, please turn over to, 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 to Timothy. Make it Peter, Second Peter chapter 1. 
Second Peter. Now, so we've been going through these things that God has in store for me and you. Beginning to list, enumerate, and be able to look at those things that he's got planned for me and you. Because sometimes we let slip what God made available to me and you. Sometimes we don't even know what he equipped us with so that we can have what it is that he intends for me and you. But you know, hear the mighty word of faith. I ain't going to let you be unequipped. And I'm going to pick up and hand back to you everything that slipped. So that you can be able to use what God wants you to do, fully equipped. Is anybody hearing me up in here? We're in 2 Peter chapter 1. Verse 1, it says, Simon Peter, a servant and an apostle of Jesus Christ, to them that have obtained like precious faith. Everybody look at somebody and say, he's talking about you now. He's talking about you. Amen. That have obtained like precious faith with us through the righteousness of God and and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God and of Jesus Christ our Lord. Now, we already learned that that knowledge is not merely talking about the knowledge of who they are, but it's also the knowledge that they possess. It's not just talking about the knowledge of who they are. It's including that, but it's also talking about the knowledge that they possess. Well, God wants to give you some smarts. He wants you to know things. He wants you to understand some things so that grace and peace can multiply in your life as a result of it. According as his divine power hath given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness through the knowledge of him that called us to glory and to virtue. Once again, that knowledge is not just limited to knowledge of who they are, but it's knowledge that they possess. He wants us to possess. Verse four, whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises that by these, these what? These exceeding great and precious promises that by these ye might be partakers of the divine nature. Oh, oh, there go that word might again. Opportunity. Everybody say opportunity. Opportunity. Which means these exceeding great and precious promises provide us the opportunity to be able to have what he has in store for me and you. That's what it do. It said by these whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises that by these ye might be partakers of the divine nature having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. And beside this, and then he says some other stuff, we ain't going to get into all that right now. I just want you to know that we can escape the corruption that is in this world through lust. We can live the life that other people don't live. We can live the God God kind of life that God only gives. We can be able to step into the fullness of what he has in store for me and you. We can end that might and turn it into a, a, a definite so that we can receive the things that he has in store for you. And how is that? By these exceeding great and precious promises that he gave to me and you. Last time and for the last few times, we've been talking about how it is that God provides us peace as one of those exceeding great and precious promises so that we can then have a legacy of peace. Last time I got the chance to speak to you, find out that that legacy of peace causes us to be peacemakers, not just peacetakers. That we ain't just people that receive peace because he gave us his peace. He said, my peace I give unto you, not as the world gave, give I unto you. But we found out that once something's given to you, then you can do with it what you want to, include and give it to somebody else. And God gave you so much peace. Somebody say so much peace. That you can share it with everybody else that you're around. That you can take peace on your job and end up having peace on the job. You can take peace into your school and have peace all up in the middle of the school. You can take peace into your household and have peace all up in your household. That it might have been crazy up in there before you met the Lord. Crazy up in there before you understood about the legacy of peace that God gave to you. But after you receive this peace, you can go ahead and be a peacemaker, not just a peacetaker. And cause peace to happen everywhere you go. In such a way as you can live a peaceful life all the days of your life. Isn't that good? 
I got another one for you today. I got another one for you today. You say bring it? Oh, let's go. Let's sucky sucky now. Turn to Matthew chapter 7. I'm going to bring it. You want me to bring it? I'm going to bring it. She asked for it, y'all. So if this gets to freaking you out, just look back at her and say, you, you the one said bring it. And then you're going to say, thank you that you said that. Because now I can step into this things that God has in store for me that are only made available to me through these exceeding great and precious promises. Matthew chapter 7. We're going to look at one of the many things that Jesus talked about on the Sermon on the Mount, which helps us to understand what it is that God made available to us, too, so that we can be able to live this abundant life, this, this God kind of life that God has in store for me and you, where we can live a life of overflow. Somebody say overflow. overflow. Oh, anybody in here been waiting on overflow? Has anybody in here been thinking about how wonderful overflow would be? By these, ye might be partakers of your overflow. We in Matthew chapter 7. Of course, he, he, Jesus was here speaking on the Sermon of the Mount. Praise God. This is all part of the Sermon of the Mount where Jesus was speaking to the people. Praise God. Come on, VBBS. What, were, what, what was the theme of the Sermon of the Mount? You've heard it said, but I say. Because remember, Jesus was the personification of the word of God. He was the walking, talking word of God. He wasn't, he wasn't a, a twisted interpretation of the word of God. He wasn't a private interpretation of the word of God. He was the walking, talking personification of the word of God, which means he's, and he said it this way. He said, I don't say nothing other than what my father say, and I don't do nothing other than what I see my father do, which means that this is, he represented heaven when he showed up, and he did a good job at it too. He didn't miss out on nothing. He didn't, he, Jesus didn't, wasn't broke a day in his life, wasn't sick a day in his life. He wasn't in despair pulling out his hair, wondering where, oh, where is next blessing coming from? No, not my God. My God was walking in power while he was walking through here. He was walking in such a way where uh, life was showered on him every day that he was up in here. That's how he walked. Praise God. I'm just talking about how he walked. He, 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 he was living large and in charge, wasn't concerned about a single thing. Even when they came to be able to string him up on the cross, he said, man, don't nobody take my life. I got to lay it down and then say, I can pick it back up again. Praise God. And didn't he, didn't he do it? Picked it back up again in three days. He got up from that grave and been living forevermore. Well, well, he had something he wanted to share with them. One of the many things that Jesus talked about on the Sermon on the Mount was about answered prayer being rightfully ours. Answered prayer being rightfully ours. Now you stop. Now, now, now we're going to do a lot of sea line today. And for the next couple of weeks, we're going to do a lot of sea line. You know, we're going to pause. And we're going to think about this. Because this is something that's rightfully ours. But although it's rightfully ours, many of us do not partake of it. Many of us really don't do it. And when we do it, we really don't expect nothing to happen because of what we do. But you have a right to answer prayer. Rightfully, answer prayer is rightfully yours. I didn't say prayer. I said answered prayer. I didn't just say prayer. I said answered prayer is rightfully yours. And when you understand this, and when this gets on deep on the inside of you, you're going to quit just 
saying stuff to be saying stuff when you pray. And you're going to expect manifestation to happen to you. Matthew chapter 7. Lord wanted everybody listening and everybody who was going to read his sermon later in the Bible to be able to know what it is that he and the Father thought about things. That's why he was doing the Sermon on the Mount. They said, you've heard it said, but I said. You've heard it said, but I said. I know what they taught you, but this is what I said. And, and kind of like straightening out things so the people's thinking can be straight. He said, I want you to know what me and my father think about things. Not what people think. But what he and the father thinks. Not what people say. But what he and the father said. And they ain't never lie. The Lord wanted his people to be able to know that regardless of what it is that they heard before. Regardless of what it is that they previously believed before. Regardless of what it is that they thought before. That the receiving of what they asked for in prayer is rightfully theirs. That the receiving of what they asked for in prayer is rightfully theirs. Okay. Verse 7. It says, how be it in vain do they worship me? Talking about the Pharisees and the Sadducees and the mother folk. Called them hypocrites earlier. How be it in vain do they worship me? Teaching for doctrines the commandments of men. I'm in Mark. Where are you? I'm going to go where y'all are because it's more y'all than it is me. Praise God. So rather than wait for all y'all to get there, I'm going to just go there. Matthew chapter 7, verse 7. I'll go where you are then. All right. Matthew chapter 7, verse 7. Ask. And it might be given you. Seek. And it could possibly be found by you. Knock. And we'll see whether it'll be opened unto you. No? Not only was I in the wrong place before, I'm reading the wrong scriptures, huh? Let me read it out of the the Bible. Letters in red. This is what Jesus said. You know, he ain't never lied, right? You know, he says, I am the truth. He didn't just say, I got the truth. I am the truth. If I spit it, you get it. If I say it, that's the way it's going to be played. This is what he's saying. He said in verse 7, ask and it shall be given you. Ask and it shall be given you. Ask and it shall be given you. Ask and it shall be given unto you. Shall is the strongest assertion in any language. It means there's no ifs, no ands, no buts about it. He said to people who thought all kind of stuff, who heard all kind of stuff, was taught all kind of stuff. I know what you heard. I know what they taught you. But regardless of what you heard, this is what I say to you. And I'm the truth. I'm the way. And I'm the life that has come to you to be able to straighten everything out and line it back up 
so that you can live the thing that I intend for you. Because I came that you might have life. So I ain't here playing no games. I came so that you can have it more abundantly. I ain't playing no games. So I want that might to disappear and I want you to shall have some stuff. And I'm going to tell you what it takes to be able to do that stuff. He said, ask and it shall be given unto you. See, the Lord wanted his people to be able to know that regardless of what that they heard before or previously believed, that receiving of what they ask in prayer is rightfully theirs. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Which means that the Lord wants his people today to know that regardless of what it is that they heard before and or previously believed, that the receiving of what they ask for in prayer is still rightfully theirs. It is still rightfully theirs. And since we are his people, are you his people? Since we are his people, then he's talking to us and each and every one of us to let us know that answered prayer is rightfully yours. Rightfully yours. Question. Anybody ever went out of town? Anybody ever called ahead and got a hotel room? Hotel, motel, holiday inn. Okay, I got one right here. Okay, so when you went into that town, praise God, and went to that place where you reserved a, a motel, hotel, holiday inn, what'd you expect when you got there? My room. Oh, wait a minute, not a room, your room, because you called ahead. And you expected it. So that means, in your mind, that room was rightfully yours. That means you wasn't going to accept no for an answer, was you? Because it's yours. See, too many of us are prepared to accept no for an answer to our prayer. Too many of us have actually no expectation of manifestation when we pray. We just do the Christian thing that we're supposed to do, and we open up our mouths and say a word or two, and then we make sure we sign it in the name of Jesus. We don't have no expectation for manifestations. We don't really believe it's going to happen. Why is that? Because you don't believe that answered prayer is rightfully yours. You believe you can pray. But you don't believe answered prayer is rightfully yours. But God was coming to his and let them know, no, answered prayer is rightfully yours too. See, Jesus said, ask and it shall be given to you. Ask is a reference to prayer, by the way. Therefore, Jesus said, pray and answered prayer shall be given to you. And let's see how many people this is available to. We're going to look and see whether or not your neighbor is qualified for this too. Praise God, you know, because I know you are. But we're going to check and see if your neighbor is. Look at your neighbors. I'm going to look and see whether you qualified. I'm going to look and see whether you qualified. Verse 8. For everyone that asketh, receiveth. And he that seeketh, findeth. And to him that knocketh, it shall be open. He liked to sling them shalls around. Sound like a confident Lord to me. Sound like somebody that know what they're talking about. Because they don't have to bandy about words. He ain't got to do nothing. No, he goes straight down the middle. It, you do it, it shall. You do it, it shall. Everyone. That phrase, every, that word, that phrase everyone means all, any, every, and the whole. So all who ask, receives. Any who asks, receives. Every one of God's people who ask receives. The whole of God's people who ask, receives. Well, I don't go to this church. The whole of God's people who ask, receive. Y'all hear me on the radio? All who ask, receives. That's because answer prayer is rightfully ours. Well, that's all that we have time for today. I hope that you are blessed by what the Word of God had to say. 
I hope that you're seeing that it's really true about the fact that there are things that God's Word says rightfully belong to me and you. God's willing and wanting to do them. I hope that you're learning that our proper response to what God's Word says that He do will determine whether or not the things that God's willing and wanting to do will actually happen for me and you. So let's learn to respond properly to God's Word that He's shared with me and you by believing that the promises that God made are really true so that God can cause us to be able to achieve and receive the things that rightfully belong to us. If you want to hear the message in its entirety, just contact the church office at area code 210-785-9238. That's area code 210-785-9238. Or write us at Word of Faith Christian Center, 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, 78213. We'll be more than glad to get it out to you ASAP. But it's always best when you get it live. So if you're in or visiting San Antonio or surrounding areas, come on by and see us. Word of Faith Christian Center is located at 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, between West and Blanco. Service times are Wednesdays at noon, Thursday evenings at 645, Saturday afternoons at 430, and Sunday mornings at 8 and 11. And don't forget, we have a VIP transportation service that's available for every service that'll pick you up at home and then drop you off at home after the service. So if you don't have transportation and you're in need of a ride, just call the church office and arrange a ride. We'd be glad to come and get you. And to all the brothers out there in San Antonio and surrounding areas, if your desire to draw closer to God, I've got just the thing for you. We invite all the brothers in San Antonio and surrounding areas to come out to our Breakfast of Champions Men's Breakfast this Saturday morning. It's an all-you-can-eat breakfast that the sisters from Word of Faith prepare for the brothers of Word of Faith. That's the best breakfast in town. It's one of my brothers that you don't want to turn down. Then after we feed you naturally, we're going to feed you spiritually too with a powerful word from God just for the brothers. That's including you. There's no charge, but a free will offering will be taken. It starts at 9.30 a.m. sharp and it ends at 12 noon. Don't be late. That's if you want to play. Child care is provided at no charge. Need a ride? VIP transportation services available for this too. So bring a couple brothers with you when you come. I guarantee that you'll be blessed and they will too. Don't forget to tune in to our broadcast tomorrow for more of this life-changing word we have in store for you. Call a neighbor, call a friend, tell them to tune in. But when you do, know that we're going to ask the same question of you. That is, are you ready for the word? Y'all stay blessed. See you tomorrow. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.